You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. It, it is so interesting how, and I don't know why I'm amazed by it, but, but how God weaves his story together and the tapestry of what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. Even in the song list this morning, Brant, I don't know if you sat down and like theologically went through all four songs and, and mapped it out, but it was like, it was incredible. I don't know if you, you caught that, but it was like love's returning and not, not that love went somewhere, but his love is returning to us things that have been lost, stolen, given away taken. Amen. And then secondly, we went on to, by the way, worship was just, I, we could have just worshiped the entire time. It was just phenomenal. And then um, Jubilee, this is the year of Jubilee, which is what, when, when land and property was returned, right, a returning, and then it was come alive. Now that things are returning, we're coming alive. And then that last song is that he's preparing us for the bride. I just was like, this is so good because what I'm speaking on this morning is will we allow uh, ourselves to open up our hearts to what he wants to do? So it's like, I, I was like, God, you're so good because we know that you're speaking to us. And I was in Atlanta last week and I was, uh, I was working there and, um, oh, that's why I wasn't here Sunday. Somebody thought I had backslidden, but I was, was good. I was just, was flying home. And I, I had a hotel room from Tuesday through Saturday. And, um, you know, even in, even in COVID times with travel, they're, you know, they, they're not doing the same amount of, the housekeeping isn't doing the same amount of housekeeping in, in the hotel rooms. But still there's, there is some that do, and COVID, if you, it's not happening in Georgia, I found out. Um, it was like I was in a different planet. And, uh, and so, so two, like I had to red eye Tuesday night because my starter went out in my car and I missed, missed the airport. I missed, missed my time by just, you know, just a couple minutes. So anyway, so I, they flew me out Tuesday night. I read, I, I got in the morning. So I, so I had my room, got to my room and I did something that I don't usually do. I put the do not disturb sign on my, on my handle. Door. I was like, you know what? I, I've got to sleep because I start working this afternoon. And red eyes are no bueno. And <laughs> horrible. And, and how many can sleep on planes? God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. So happy for you. <laughs> so, so happy. I'm talkative, so I just like find a new friend. It's great. <laughs> Keep them awake too. <laughs> I ain't sleeping. You ain't sleeping. No, no. Um, no but uh, actually, I didn't. She slept. Um, get in. Put, you know, put the sign on there, and then. And as the week's going on, I'm like, kind of frustrated, because I'm like, they're not even coming in and freshening the towels. They're not coming in and just doing the garbage. And you know, the room just gets messier and messier. How, how amazing, have you ever walked in a hotel room and you've only been there two days and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like what happened? Like we've been here two days and it looks, remember how pretty it was when we walked in? 
It looks like hot, hot garbage. And, and so, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm just like, why aren't they, why aren't they, you know, freshening the towels? Why aren't they freshening? Why aren't they, why aren't they coming in and dealing with the mess? Why aren't they, why aren't they coming in and cleaning up? Why aren't they, I desire them to come in. Don't you know my mom works for Marriott? Come on. I have special status. <laughs> I do. I have them something, something, something. They should take care of me. Don't you know who I am? Just know who my mom is. And they didn't, they didn't come. And it was Friday, Friday I walked out of the room. Friday I walked out of the room and I just had my gear and I just I happened to look back and I noticed the do not disturb sign was on the handle. It had been there the whole time. The whole time. And I'm just telling you, immediately, like this, the Holy Spirit said, this is exactly a picture of your heart and of the heart of the church. We deeply desire to be who God's called us to be. We deeply desire change. We see the mess going on. We, we, see, we see what happens when there's time and space away from his presence. And we desperately want God to do something in us. Yet we keep a do not disturb sign on the door of our life. And I just, it hit me between the eyes. It's like, okay, Lord, where am I saying that I want you, but I'm actually not allowing you in? Where, and then do I, do I trust you? Do I trust that you're faithful? Do I trust, you know, First John says that if we fear punishment, then the love of God has not yet been perfected in us because perfect love casts out all fear and there is no fear of punishment. The only punishment that it was when Jesus punished Satan, sin, and death on the cross so that we now live free of punishment. Amen? Amen. Amen? It's like this dualistic nature of singing, Lord, you know, I will make room for you, one of my favorite songs, to do whatever you want to, and then not giving him time and space to do whatever he wants to with the do not disturb sign on the door of my heart. I wanted them to freshen my room. I wanted them to deal with my mess. I wanted them to swap out the old for new, but my actions told the staff a different story. They were willing and had everything ready to do what needed to be done. I saw them on the floor like every day. I was like, hello, why aren't you going to my room? (laughs) Just over here. My room was 316 too. Hmm, interesting. If God is, is God not strong enough just to come into the room of our heart? But you know, the housekeeping, they had the room, they had the key to my room the whole time, but they saw a very clear sign that they said, you know what, we we cannot go past that. And I was thinking, you know, love Love is not love if there's not choice. Y'all realize that? Love is not love if it's robotic. Love is not love if it's mandated. Love is not love until there's choice. We choose. 
Amen? Jesus said, actually, turn, turn to Revelation really quick. Turn to Revelation. It's the last book of the Bible. Revelation 3.20. This, this scripture is used a lot in the context of salvation, but it's actually written to a church. It's actually written to people who know Jesus. And the Laodicea church says, actually, uh, verse 15, says, I know the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say... And, and here's, this clarifies kind of lukewarm. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. Could that not describe us more? Like in 2021? Like I have so, so many things that can be, I have so many legitimate needs that can be met with illegitimate gods and with, through illegitimate sources. Right? So, so many legitimate needs that I have and we have as humans can be met with through illegitimate sources. And we can almost get to this place where we're like, where we say, God, I need you. And folks, I'm speaking to a mirror right now. I'm speaking to myself. This is not condemnation. But, but there, there's, like a, there's like this message this morning where God's like pulling us close to himself and he's pursuing us. There's a... Someone just told Heather the other day, and, and they're brand new to the things of God, brand new. And he said, I think God's chasing after me right now. And that's, that's the description this morning is God is chasing after us. He's after our hearts. He wants to come in. He wants to do those things. But we have to allow him in. We have to allow him into those places. And, and there's, there, there is, I, I know in my life, there, there is such a, a similarity to the church of Laodicea where it's like, I don't need a thing. I'm, I'm rich. I have everything I want. It says, and, and, and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, that you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not be ashamed of your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes so that you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. Come on, somebody. So be diligent to turn from your indifference. And then in the, in the uh, amplified version, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, restore him, and he with me. Isn't that good? Yes. So he's, he's standing at the door of our hearts, church, and he's knocking. And it's not for punishment, and it's not for evil, but it's for good. It's for good. It's not to harm us, but it's to heal us. It's not to bring uh, condemnation, but it's to bring conviction. The conviction of the Holy Spirit 
like that, that Heather said, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't come to, to shame and doesn't make us feel guilty and doesn't make us feel, uh, doesn't, condemnation and shame places focus on us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's disgusting. How many have dealt with condemnation and shame before? Every hand should go up in some, in some degree. That shame of, of not just of what I've done, but who I am. Guilt is, guilt is I feel bad for what I've done. Shame is I feel bad for who I am. And condemnation is when your, your voice is, is like keenly attuned to the voice of the enemy and to the lies of the enemy, the condemning voice of the, the, the enemy, the, the accuser of the brethren, right? I'm just telling you, when you're in that mode and you're in that zone, that, that's how you can tell it's not from God because you're focused on yourself. And our focus, it, healing and restoration and correction from the Holy Spirit, there is hope. Yeah. There is hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There is there we have there's there is a um there is like a a sense of with God all things are possible. If I submit my ways to him, then he will direct my path. He is leading me beside still waters for his namesake. Amen. Like even though I, I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He, he sets a table before us in the presence of our enemy. And that's, that can be through correction. And that can be through the process of discipleship. And that can be through the process of, of, of healing and all these different things. But if, if there's fear there, if there's fear of punishment, if there's a fear of exposure, well, God's, God's exposing to expose to hurt and to harm because that's what humans have done to us. I've been exposed before and it wasn't to heal. It was to harm. I've been exposed before so somebody else could get a leg up in a competitive lifestyle. I, I've been exposed before where there's been actual joy in, in the hearts of people. It's like finally God's dealing with him in that sort of attitude. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Am I, was this for the Presbyterian church down the road or was this for, the, okay. Potentially. Yes. <laughs> See if they're open to be coming next week. But when, when God says, open up your room, take the do not disturb sign off, it's, it's because he loves us and doesn't want us to live in that state of mess. How can one person use that many towels in three days? It's just amazing. Three days. What I, I, was, I was just asking the Lord, and, and this is where I can give examples, but I think what's more important is that the Holy Spirit gives you examples right now. So here, here's some examples. What, what are some areas in your life where you put out the do not disturb sign? Do not disturb my preconceived ideas and opinions. Yikes. Do not disturb my theology. Do not disturb my relationships. My, 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 my theology got turned upside down when I was 27 years old. And I've told the story before, but I was very, very legalistic. I was very w mixing of old covenant and new covenant. 
and, and didn't know the distinction between the, the, I didn't know what covenant I was living in. So I'm like, you know, we don't know what covenant you're living in. You're, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it can be confusing, but then you can, but it's really great as a preacher because you can, you can like just use everything in the scripture to like tell people what to do. Right. But then I'm like, but what about my friend Devin who has a tattoo? Cause Exodus says, sorry, Devin. <laughs> what about his wife, Ashley, who wears shirts that have mixing of two different kinds of fabrics? <laughs> sorry, Ashley. <laughs> You guys missed it. <laughs> you know, and so, so there, there, was, uh, there was confusion and there was legalism and there was judgmentalism. And, you know, someone's like, God, God is, God is ha- he's pleased with me because he sees the sacrifice of Jesus. And then I read the Old Testament. I'm like, that doesn't look very pleasing. He, he just swallowed up 3,000 people because they were murmuring and complaining. And then let a bunch of snakes out to bite everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so then we're, we, we, I, I don't want to rabbit trail there too far because we could go farther. But so, so are, we go, are we willing to allow him into our theology? Are we in al- allowing him to come into preconceived ideas that we have maybe grown up with? And maybe it's not been revelation from the Holy Spirit, but it's just what dad used to say, or it's just what my pastor used to say. And, and listen, we honor the past. We honor where we came from. We're not, we're not bitter. But at the, same, at the same time, are we willing to allow, some of you are like, I don't know about this prophecy thing, I don't know about words of knowledge, but I do like the fruit that I see. I do like the marriages that I see. When I, when I, when I came in, when people come into this community, they're like, I don't know about everything, but I like how the guys treat their wives here. I don't know if we like everything, but I like how I feel the presence of God. So are you willing then to allow God to come in to take the do not disturb off of certain locked rooms in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart, and say, God, come into these areas and do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Amen? Do not disturb my relationships. Yikes. I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me about certain relationships that he did not want me to be in any longer. And I fought and I fought and I fought because I was like, but I want that relationship. I want that relationship. And, and, and I, could, I could do mental Olympics. I could do spiritual Olympics. I could take scripture and I could bend, you, you'd bend scripture to make it work for you. But ultimately, you know that the Lord was knocking at your heart saying, this is not the, a person or a community that you need to be in right now to grow, to become the bride of Christ, to be in that discipleship process of what's going to, like, because we become who we hang out with, right? And so, so are we, will we take the do not disturb off of our, relationships off of our comfort do not disturb my schedule or my routine I think that that one right there is is such a big reason of why so many people were floundering and spinning out of control during COVID because we have we have made a god of our schedule We've made a God of our schedule. We have made a God of our calendar and the seasons because it is of, it, we can control and we love gods that we can control. Gods that we can control are amazing because you know they left Egypt and, and, and Moses is getting the first writings of, of the, the Mosaic covenant, 
which is not the covenant we live in, by the way. He's getting the first, honor the Lord your God with all of your, that very instant that's happening, they're like, what if we took all of our jewelry, melted it together and made a God? Because we could control it. We could, because this other one I don't get, I don't understand. His ways are beyond my ways. I don't get it. So let's make something I can control. So schedule, calendar, routine, health insurance, life insurance, a job that, a job that has health insurance becomes God. And the Lord has specifically asked you to step out into to something different. But you've said, no, do not disturb. Do not disturb. I remember, I've told the story before, but there was a kid in our, in our, who was supposed to 100%, 100% like God was all over it. He was supposed to do an internship with us. The last minute he pulled out because he said, you know what? Because I can't be on my parents' insurance anymore. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that he was missing it. And to this day, he'd probably tell you I missed it. <laughs> Thank God he's restorer and redeemer. But there was just, it was, it was a decision on his life and his future that was based on insurance because we've made a God out of having health insurance. We've made a God. Now, is it wrong to have health insurance? No. Like, hear, hear what I'm saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? But a God we can control, a God that we can manage is, is, is we really love that. So when COVID hit, because we knew the cyclical, you know, uh, we knew how the year went. We knew how summer goes. We know somewhat where our kids are going to be. We, we kind of know when baseball starts. We, we know when basketball starts. We know the sports starts. We know, you know, this is when we put pumpkins out in front of the house. This is when we, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is when we go on a trip. This is, we, we have, we're calendared out. And it, it totally said, I don't care about your calendar and messed us all up. And so you, we literally saw people falling back into old habits, old patterns, not knowing what to do, it exposing like, I don't know if I actually trust Jesus. I, I think I actually trusted my calendar more. I actually think I trusted my job more. I didn't know what to do. I, I was like, oh, my rhythm of everything is off. And it, it exposed, I think, what God was. And so uh, what, what gods we, we had besides Yahweh, the one true God. So are we, will we allow him to disturb our schedule and routine? Will we allow him to disturb our entertainment? Or is there like a, a do not disturb sign on our entertainment, on our social media, on our sleep? His by the way, his disturbing our space and our room is actually what we desire. We all desire that. We actually, that's the fruit of what we all desire is for him to disturb, to come in and bring his ways and his order. That's where the fruit's at. That's where the good stuff is, amen? And I was thinking about, um, I, was, I, I thought about Samuel and how Samuel, when he was young, he was with the prophet Eli. His, his mom had given him to Eli and, and dedicated him, and he was, he was, he was living with, with the priest. And he, he heard his, his voice, Samuel, in the middle of the night. So, so he came up and said, yeah, Eli, what, what, what you need? Eli said, I didn't say anything. Go back to sleep. Samuel, Samuel, he wakes up again. He goes to Eli, Eli, okay. 
It's not funny anymore. What's going on? He said, I didn't say, I didn't say a thing. Finally, the third time, Eli's like, oh, I think the, the Lord is speaking to him. And so he says, to t- tell Samuel, say, Lord, here am I, speak to me. And I, for whatever reason, I thought of this story and I thought of, there could even be some of us that we wake up at a certain time in the morning over and over again. And we're like, the Lord is wanting to have conversation with us. And he's wanting to disturb maybe even our sleep for a season. Yes, but my Christian counselor said I need eight hours of sleep. (laughs) Well, good for you. (laughs) Bless your heart. My kids didn't, none of my kids slept till they were 22 months old. So bless you. When, When parents are like, my kids sleep all through the night. They sleep 12 hours. I'm like, it's so good. So happy for you. And you sleep on planes too? Great. <laughs> Bless you. I'm, I'm rejoicing with you. So good. Um, but I mean, that is an area that can be almost God. Sleep. And it, is it good? Yes. But what's even better is if the Lord has actually called you to get up and pray, the fruit of that in your life is better than an extra hour of sleep. Yeah. If God's asking you to get up and pray for your kids as future spouses, what's more important, an extra hour of sleep or intercession for future spouses? I'm just giving some examples of areas that we just, we just say, do not disturb. For, for me and, and for Heather, and not there yet, but a new saying is first and most. What do I look at first and what do I look at most? First and most, what's first and most? And some days I'm like, I don't trust maybe that he wants to speak to me, so I go. Because you know what? This always wants to speak to me. All day, every day. This speaks to me. And it's, there's so many good things it says. So many things I can get mad about politically. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it knows me. It's, it knows the echo chamber that I'm in. It knows the, the things that push my buttons. And I'm like, yeah, double tap, love it. Mm, yes. And it speaks to me. And it's, but it's not challenging me to grow. It's not coming into my life and changing out the towels making the bed. It's not doing the, the work that only the Holy Spirit can do when we let him in. Amen? Worship team, you guys can come. Super, super simple. I want to read John chapter 15 really quick. John chapter 15. We ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, what? Where are areas in my life where it's like, Lord, you can have, you know, Dara, our friend Dara has a song, and I can't think of what it's called right now. Full access is what it's called. Good friend, Dara. (laughs) She is. Um, Full access, but you can have full access to every room in my heart. To every room in my heart. You have full access to every room in my heart. And John 15 says this. It says, and this is Jesus talking, okay? And Jesus says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruits. This is one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to come in and to cut off things that don't produce fruit. Hey, guess what? They might even be good things. They might even be good things. That's, that's where we have to trust our Father, our Heavenly Father, because they might even be good things. Some of you right now, you're, you're going through some pruning that you've allowed the Lord into and some that the Lord is just pruning. <laughs> and y'all know who you are and we're praying for you. The Lord's saying, I have, I've got something different for you. I've got something new for you. And I'm actually using a mandate to get you there and I'm working all things together for the good. Church, would you, would you just, just side note, would you keep those in prayer that are losing their jobs right now in our body? Would you keep people in, in, in your prayers and be praying for them? Because we know God's gonna come through. There's gonna be testimonies from this season, amen. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. So God, God, why are you exposing me to, to hurt me? He's like, no, I actually want to get more to you and through you. I want you to bear more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand this morning. Um, you know, I think there could be a, you talk about an activation or something that we can practically do this week. There can be a question that we ask ourselves as we go through our week and just say, Holy Spirit, is there anything that you want to do right now? Is there any, is there anything that you'd like to speak to me today? Um, Lord, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to target right now um, is there is there anything that you'd like to show me Lord I'm I'm um, you know just just in, in in moments of our day asking the Holy Spirit and and the best def definition I've ever heard of the fear of the Lord well one that I, I, I really gravitated towards in the season I was in was a constant awareness of the presence of God a constant awareness that he is here that he is with me that he is with me right now that's that's a, a fear of a, a fear of the Lord right and so this 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 thought process of God I'm making room for you um, is there anything that you'd like to speak to, to me 
Is there anyone that you would like me to pray for? God, is there any? And, and just making some room, just giving room in the midst of our routine. Well, here's what I do. I get up, I do, just saying, taking a minute, say, God, is there anything you want to speak to me? God, is there anything? Another very practical thing, and you know this, because we've taught on this, and we've taught on doing this out of the wrong spirit, out of a binge purge cycle, and that's the practice of fasting. Jesus said, when you give and when you fast. It was, it was assumed that this was part of our, our, our spiritual disciplines. There is something, I'm gonna just tell you right now, there is something about fasting. There is something about skipping a meal and taking the time that you would be eating and, and, and taking that time to pray and to seek the Lord. There is something about it. There's something that happens. There's, there's a supernatural uh, exchange that happens. In the moment, does it feel good? No. Some people are like, you know, Pastor Ben, I just can't fast because I get headaches. I'm like, yeah, that's because that's how you know it's working. I just feel like I just don't feel good when I fast. I'm like, yeah, no one does. Um, and that's part, that's part of the reason is we're saying no to the flesh and we're saying yes to the spirit of God. And we're saying, God, what do you want to do in my life? God, what do you want to say in my life? Um, I know there's going to be a bunch of us fasting on Wednesday this week. Um, we're headed to Estes Park, Colorado for a ministry event. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So a bunch of us are gonna be fasting Wednesday for that, to get ready for that, to prepare our hearts. So I, I would invite you to, fa if you've never fasted before, fast breakfast and lunch. Just take take the time that you'd normally be eating and just consecrate it as unto the Lord. There's, there's a spiritual clarity that happens and we're taking the do not disturb sign off of our life and we're saying, God, disturb my life. Disturb even my eating routine this, today. And it's, it's amazing what can happen in that moment. It's amazing the clarity and, and the where there's where sometimes where there's spiritual fog that's happening in our mind and our emotions, how that can clear up by taking time to, to focus on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much, Lord. Lord, we love you this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray you come right now. You're here, but it just in a powerful way right now, would you show us areas in our life where we've left the sign on the door handle? Where without even knowing it, we've said, God, we, we actually don't trust you in this area. Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just reaffirm the position of your children right now, that we are sons and daughters, that we are loved, that punishment is not in the heart of the Father. The Bible says that he loves those he corrects. And, but your correction brings life and it brings light and it brings fruit and it brings the things that we desire in life. Father, I just thank you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would be a church, that we would hear the knock of Jesus on the door of our heart and we would open the door. That you, your promise is that you would come in and eat and restore us. You'd eat with us, fellowship with us, and restore us. So Father, I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name.
It could even be for you that the do not disturb is in a service like this, where you're like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll just, I'll just take care of this on my, and the Lord's saying, no, just take, take that off. It'd be okay to cry in front of people. It'd be okay to, to come to the altar. It'd be okay to just let me minister to you right now in this moment. Just let his love minister to you right now in this moment. Here's, here's, here's the beautiful picture that I want you to see. This is not about us getting to God. It's, it's about God who is already pursuing us, letting him in. <laughs> that paradigm will change your life, friends. If you're like, okay, so I've got to do things right now to get better with God. No, 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 that's not what I said at all. That's not what the new covenant teaches at all. It is a God who is in hot pursuit and we are allowing him to come in and to speak truth and to speak life and to love and to disciple and to correct because he loves us and he's after our hearts because he made us and we are his children. We're his children and he loves us. And he sent his son, John 3, 16, he sent his son his only, his one and only son, that, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So Lord, we receive it this morning. We receive it this morning. I pray every spirit of fear would, would have to leave in Jesus' name. There, there are people here who you experienced a father who, who trafficked in punishment and you were afraid of the punishment there, there, there was not a, there was not a um, immunity zone in your household where you felt like you could come to your, 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 your earthly mother and father and bring things to them because there would be punishment. So I pray healing in your heart right now in Jesus' name. Healing in your heart right now in Jesus' name. Healing in your heart right now in Jesus' name. Restorative power of Jesus Christ, the awakening power of Jesus Christ, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ right now would minister to your heart. Would minister to your heart. Does everyone have something that you can think of where there's a do not disturb? Does everyone have something? Okay. Three of us, it's good. Thank you, Jesus. I know, I know we do. Would you just, would you just imagine yourself right now? Just do a little activation with me. Would you just imagine in your spirit that you're you're taking that off of the door handle? Taking it off. You're actually throwing it away. You're actually putting it in the garbage. You're saying, I, I don't actually need this protection anymore. I don't have to protect my heart. I can actually trust my heart to the one who made my heart, knows my heart, and loves my heart. I trust you, Jesus. Would you say that with me? Say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust your plan. 
want you to say this, say, I, I open the door to my heart and I let you in. Do whatever you want to do. I'll make room for you. We're not going to sing because I have one more thing really quick. I just felt like the Spirit of the Lord said this, this would be a really good time for accountability. This would be a really good time for accountability. And if there's some guardrails that the Holy Spirit wants you to put in your life, where you're saying that will practically help you to make room, this could be a season where, where, where you could... You and maybe it's with your spouse, maybe it's with a group of girlfriends, your prayer, some people that you pray with, whatever, where you could take and you could say, there could be a, a level of accountability saying, hey, this week, would you call me this week? Would you text me this week? Because let's together, let's together be making room for the Lord. Let's together be making room. And maybe you, you call and say, hey, hey I, I, I did it today. Would you, would you pray with me? Would you help? Does, does that make sense? I think th- I think this could be a really, really powerful thing to do where we know our brothers and sisters are doing the same thing. And we're saying, God, we want to see what you can do. I've, I've gone weeks and weeks and months and seasons of seeing what I can do with the do not disturb sign. And life gets messy and stinky and there's no clean towels. Amen. So Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your people. Thank you for how you spoke to us through worship. Thank you how you spoke to us through the prophetic words this morning. Thank you how you spoke to us through scripture. God, I just thank you that you're continuing to speak to your children. Church, the Bible says that we know the voice of the shepherd. We know the voice of the Father and a voice of a stranger we do not know. So here's what I pray over you today. I pray that your ears would be very attuned to the voice of Jesus this week. That you would hear the voice of the Holy Spirit clearly. There would be a a quickening inside of you. I pray that the voice of the enemy would grow very, very, very small in our ears. We cut off the voice of the enemy with his lies, his schemes, his tactics, his accusatory nature. And we, we declare that we can hear the voice of God. I just, I hear someone saying, but I can't hear God. I can't hear God. Listen, stop saying that. Start saying, Lord, I thank you that I hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that I hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that you speak to me through your word, through your spirit, through people through dreams, through desires, through difficulties. God, you're speaking to us. Help me to hear the voice, Father. In Jesus' name, we love you so much. We bless your name. And all God's people said. Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.